Hi there, hello again. I'm Juana and this is the Uncut Feminine Podcast. It's actually your podcast and we are here to serve your desires, your stories, your visions about what a woman truly wants, what a woman can achieve if she listens to her heart and she honors her true power. So listen without caution and make this conversation yours. We're also very excited and very open to hear about your questions, your comments, and how this plays out in your life. All the topics we are discussing here with my colleague, Joanna. And today we want to really bring some light into the distinction women and girls. What's the difference between women and girls? What do women want? and what do women offer and what girls don't want and <laughs> what do they offer and see why is that so important for us in how we map and create our own stories as women. For those who don't know us yet, I am Juana, founder of TheFeminine.com. It's an online platform dedicated to women all over the world. Our mission statement revolves around a totally new and fresh paradigm of self-care, well-being, and being feminine. At The Feminine, we really believe that the feminine principle can be a guide into our life, and it can enrich us, not only on a personal level, but on a social level as well. So we are developing, creating, and looking at practices and ways in which we can take the feminine principle into our life and enrich our lives with it. I have been a transformational coach for 14, 15 years now, and I've dedicated the last eight to empowering women to trust their voice, follow their heart, and embrace their womanhood completely. The feminine is the embodiment of my work, and its main focus and intention is to support women into acknowledging their true power, connecting with their authenticity, and give a full expression of their gifts to the world. And it brings together practices and exercises and principles that are connected to the feminine principle, especially for women, but I think also for men. And we are going to look at that more and more because we're bringing different ways in which masculine and feminine can interact in our day-to-day -day life. And I'm here with Joanna, my colleague, and we really want to go uncut into our lives and into the lives of women and also with uh, my other members of the team we have a whole gang here co-creating and co-producing this podcast so today we really want to hit a very controversial <laughs> subject i might say because it's very poignant it's there in your face whether you acknowledge it or not or are aware of it or not and i say that out of my practice of talking with so many women along the road so Joanna, let's let's go on cut <laughs> <laughs> Hello from me and from my inner girl as well. <laughs> she's here with us and she's a rebel. Before uh, going uh, live with the recording, I was sharing you my life story. In my inner girl is part of that life story. And even if I already know it, it's still difficult to manage it. And I will bring the story to our listeners too. Fact is that uh, I think that my whole life I've been uh, having some... I don't know how to call them messy or strange relationships with men. I think I already shared part of this story, but um, 
I never really understood why in the end the relationship broke and none of us was able to commit to that relationship. I was telling you and you already knew the answer, of course, but you just let me struggle for a few years. <laughs> and one day I had a very strong aha realizing that um, I all the time start my relationships like a game, like we are playing all the time and having a lot of fun when we are playing and the game is actually innocent and cute, there's nothing bad about it, but uh, somewhere on the way it breaks and I struggled all my life to understand where does that relationship break. And after I started to work with my inner girl, step by step I started to realize what happened. And I think it would be really powerful if we go on through the coaching you do when you work with the inner girl, because I think a lot of women will get uh, big ahas from the story of the inner girl. Yeah, this particular aspect of, of womanhood, the distinction between inner girl and, and woman inside the psyche of a woman is very part of my body of work. It's very much part of what I facilitate and take the time to really go deep with women because it's, it's a very important triangle there. Not only the inner girl, we all have an inner girl. It's us developing ourselves as women. We have an inner girl who turns into an adolescent, who turns into a young lady, who then becomes a woman. And actually, psychologically speaking, becoming a woman happens through a rite of passage, happens through a awareness, a decision process that goes in every corners of your life. And until that rite of passage actually happens, and most of us experience it through a marriage or divorce, <laughs> through having children or through failures in relationships or failures in our career or things that are negative. Because the culture in which we live nowadays doesn't create conscious rites of passage between elder women to younger women. And we've been talking about this everywhere, you know, this rite of passage yeah, yeah. and this transfer of knowledge and wisdom and love between the elders and the youngers. But it's important. Life will carry you through a rite of passage. The value of having it consciously is a lot of pain, you know, deleting a lot of your pain and a lot of the confusion that springs from the perceptions of the inner girl. So basically, my distinction is there is an inner girl and then there's a woman who will get birth once you learn to take care of the inner girl and really allow her to have a space inside of you that's very contained. Because the woman has different visions, different needs, different gifts than the inner girl. And most of the things that don't work for us in relationships, in intimacy, in uh, life in general, when we really struggle again and again and we don't know why, happens to be in a way our psyche yet undeveloped in a mature self. Becoming aware of this is really powerful and enlightening. I have so many questions, even though I know your work now, I always have questions regarding the inner girl. And now the question that pops up in my mind is, do we need at a moment in our life somebody to just come in in any way and 
guide us through growing up or is it something that simply occurs as life goes on? Both. We need it because if we do it guided, contained, supported, then it happens between 18 and 21, hopefully, or it happens until 30, (laughs) which prepares you for your adult psychological life as a woman and makes your life on an emotional level something you can grasp, digest, and you're ready for. You're ready for marriage, you're ready for commitment, you're ready for the trials and the ups and downs of real life. And you don't consider it uh, something (laughs) boring that you want to avoid or something hard that you can cope with. It happens through life anyway, and middle life crisis is really you know, the time in our life where we hit that expiration date of all the lessons we should have learned and we didn't. And uh, And it happens violently. It happens violently. We experience it violently because we actually think we can go along life without making all the right conscious choices and without really stepping into accountability. But life doesn't play that way. So middle life crisis is the moment where you you hit all the boxes, but it doesn't really stick and you don't experience fulfillment or things just break out of the sudden and you don't know why and you don't have a context. And it's actually a rite of passage. And why going through middle life crisis in a therapy contained way, whether it's spiritual or therapy or just coaching or whatever works for you, is exactly you empowering yourself to live a conscious rite of passage. It should have happened earlier for most of us. But even so, you know, you have half of your life ahead of you, so go to therapy. It's it's something very good. (laughs) It actually works. And it'll give you the clarity that a middle-life crisis lacks. Because you can take many actions, but if you're not clear of why you're taking those actions and they don't lead to conscious choices, then the whole process doesn't have depth and you don't experience the victory. And there's many people who don't empower a process and don't experience this victory and think it's not possible. Once you actually go through the process and become aware you understand you have and that's what you know that's the difference between the girl and the woman the girl actually functions on unconscious psychological myths and belief systems that sabotage her in the end and just make her right about the things she can't or can't have the woman understands that there's nothing out there except your power to create and is really going to do the work whether it's uh, letting go of expectations (laughs) and generating life whether it's uh, moving through frustration and fear and pain and sadness and you know containing them and understanding that life brings that too into the game and there's there's no perfect scenario there's just life and you have to work through it but that's the beauty of it so it's a big difference and the woman has done the work of moving through the pain or of moving through the unawareness the unconsciousness and is now ready to face reality from a grounded place in herself the inner girl is still or the inner boy 
because it it happens with men as well. Yeah, we're exactly. Not, we're yeah, not addressing I was, women. I wanted but to ask you, is the same with men? Yes. I mean, I don't want nobody to imagine it happens only to women. Because it, like in my example, my inner girl was connecting with the inner boys of the men I met. But the tricky part with the inner girl is that you don't have the clarity when you're acting from the inner girl's point of view. Sure. And because you don't have the clarity, you cannot get unstuck. Where do you have to search so you really understand that you're acting from the inner girl's attitude? Yeah, it's a very good question. I was actually exploring it over lunch yesterday with my partner because he's struggling with in connecting with his inner boy. And he's like, so every time I'm all over the place and confused and irresponsible, does that mean it's my inner boy happening? <laughs> He said, yes, it's your inner boy playing out a game at an age he's stuck because we're always getting stuck psychologically at different ages in our emotional development. So our inner girl gets stuck or inner boy gets stuck at six or seven or 13. And it's not that the inner boy or the inner girl is present and takes over. It's that the adult observer is missing. So you are identified with that emotional age You are not aware that you are identified with it. You see life through those glasses, through those filters. And that's life for you. You don't know that you don't know that there is a different point of view, a different perception. And you look at other people who might have a grown-up perception and you don't understand why they act the way they act and where are they coming from and it doesn't click to you, you know? Yeah, very well. <laughs> Because it's like, mm, I, I know there's something missing here, but somehow I don't get it, I don't see it, I don't feel it. And because I don't get it and I don't feel it, it doesn't, it doesn't click to me. But the feeling and the getting it is linked with the perception. And until you bring the observer who distinguishes that there is an inner girl and then there would be the birth of the adult woman, then you can't have the observer coming into into the conversation, into your inner situation or outer situation and see that that behavior is a play out of a seven-year-old boy. And when people, your partner, for example, tells you, well, I don't feel you get me. I feel you're irresponsible. I feel you're avoiding intimacy. You're like, what is she talking about? I'm just tired. I want to go to bed. <laughs> But basically, you know, basically that's what you're doing. You're avoiding intimacy. But you, you don't understand it. You don't understand that feedback because a six-year-old boy doesn't get intimacy. He gets, I'm not interested in that, I'm going to bed. <laughs> so when your partner gives you that feedback, you're like, what? She's just a woman. She's hysterical. Her, her hormones are all over the place. Have you ever heard of a phenomenon called ghosting? No, what is that? It's, it's a social phenomenon, like today they invented a concept for men disappearing all of a sudden from somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Women too, but mostly men are those who do it. It's like when you have a connection with somebody, you meet, you text, you suddenly he, he disappears. That's called ghosting. Is this, that an example of the inner boy's play? Totally. I think that's an epidemic of inner boys. <laughs> yeah, but it's also an epidemic of inner girls clinging because you never get a disappearing avoidant boy unless you are a clinging little girl. <laughs> it just clicks. The dynamic is perfect. And whether you actually suppressed your inner urge to text him 15 messages the first time you clicked online, <laughs> the energy is still there. 
and it's not commitment or stepping into intimacy. It's the need for attention and the need for the little boy to give me what I missed in life on an emotional level, basically from my parents or from all of life. And that's too much for an inner boy to ask. So he runs away because he's like seeing a black hole of, <laughs> of a lot of things that he needs to step into and he's not going to be able to do that. So he runs away. It's a very survival based, <laughs> you know, reaction and it's healthy for him in a way. Because unless the man is present, the boy can't step into that. He can't be what you experienced all your life you didn't receive from your parents or from life itself or from yourself. He can't be that. What does the man do? The man understands there's an, feels there's an inner girl. And either if there's a man there and you're still psychologically not a woman, he will not engage but he'll probably have the capacity to communicate that. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly what bothers, like the lack of communication. Exactly. But how do you address that? Well, you do your inner work. You don't address it. You can't, there's nothing to address. I actually saw it online with somebody who, who thought there was this soulmate and he disappeared and then she sent, I don't know how many messages and then he assaulted her for harassment. You can't address that because that dynamic will play out on an inner boy, inner girl level. The only way to address it, you go home, you do your work, you become an adult, psychologically a woman, and then you will attract a man, basically. You'll still play inner girl, inner boy dynamic, but it will be part of the relationship, it will not encompass all of the relationship. But it's a bit discouraging, you know, when you see like 90% of everybody you know who acts that way, it's discouraging because even if you do your inner work and grow up and you still don't have the impression that you don't have with whom to move to the next level. Well, you use the right word. It's an impression. And it will play out this impression, perception. It will play out until you actually hit an adult psychological perception in your inner sanctuary. And once you do that, you will be able to see that there is the capacity to draw in your life adult men or men who are willing to do the work to become adults just like you. Of course, the percentage might be less than the whole, but, you know, men and women, because of life situations, can grow up because of really tough life situations can grow up. And then they're willing to do the work because they have experienced the impact and the failure and they're not gonna go into that trap again. And then it, it becomes workable. It's a moving relationship, a relationship where you grow. And also part of the adult perception is letting go of perfection and really working with everything that the relationship brings to surface as part of the love, which is a very different claim than the inner girl who wants Prince Charming and wants that fairy tale. And that's the only thing that she's able to digest and want. And if that doesn't happen, then she's upset and she's going to make a tantrum out of it. And of course, the man is guilty. <laughs> 
because Prince Charming, Prince Harry, <laughs> you know, because he's very, they're very famous now. The, the ideal fantasy has repopped again into our psyche through Prince Harry and Meghan Markle wedding. And you look at the frenzy that, that that image has created and you understand that in our psyche that's still such a very strong, symbolistic part of our life. And it has a charge. But that doesn't mean you don't have the possibility of attracting an adult relationship. And where do you start with doing the inner girl, inner boy work? Because it sounds comprehensible, but in the same time, it sounds too difficult for somebody to do the work on his own. Where can we find guidance and start really working with the inner girl and doing the, the right things we have to do? First, uh, you have to want to do the work. When it becomes unbearable, you really want to do the work. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you don't have to suffer that much to get to the unbearable point. I have no idea why we're so conditioned to go all the way in through hell to reach the other side. I don't know why humanity hasn't really, you know, made a step forward into creating a better life for them before hitting ground zero. But first of all, it comes with a decision. And then the decision will put you in motion. And it will attract the right process, the right people, and, uh, you know, the right set of circumstances in your life that will push you through the process. For us here at The Feminine, we, we have a starting point, a starting kit process, which is Four Pillars of Femininity, where I guide women into really establishing a relationship with themselves and learning how to nourish themselves in a feminine grounded way which which activates a rite of passage for women and then i guide them into this distinction between the inner girl and the mother inside that needs to show up to nourish and love and take care of the inner girl so that the woman can be birthed because Unless that happens, there's such a gap between the inner girl and the woman. Most of the times they want conflictual things. And that's why women experience stuckness. Because unless they actually go back and learn to nourish themselves beyond what their biological mother has given them, physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, that inner girl will claim her needs and it will run her tantrums and it will impact your life because of her wounds that weren't yet healed or weren't yet brought to peace. And unless we address that, unless we deal with that, unless we do that work, the woman doesn't have space to act. It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. And the moment you actually need her, to fight in a relationship or negotiate the terms of a commitment or go for her voice in a toxic environment or fight for her kids' education at the school, whatever. You know, whenever you need the adult woman who's strong, who's grounded, who's clear, who's going to do that fight or that work for what she believes in, you won't have the confidence or the energy or the power or the clarity to go all the way through because she won't have space. The inner girl will pop up with her uncertainty, with her wounds, with her tantrums, with her expectations, with her drama. <laughs> That's very much part of the inner girl, the drama. There's a lot of drama 
into the inner girl land and you know there's life and pain and solution into the woman's land the first time i think i really succeeded in having a good negotiation with my inner girl was when i met a, a boy we were texting and it was really very fun uh, relationship the promise of a very fun relationship and i had a moment of clarity and i remember i called my inner girl and told her of course that's the gift of my imagination it's not like i'm uh, crazy and uh, see kids around but i told her okay listen to me i know you want to play tell mama how you want to play because we're not going there again i just cannot do that anymore I'll play with you let <laughs> this boy alone <laughs> no just tell me how do you want to play but we're just playing together me and you no man involved and uh, doing this one and two and three times it starts to work so i think a good question would be how can we learn to take care of the inner girl because she never disappears she's going to be there for the rest of our lives i can see that well loving her and guiding her in the same time like kids it's a part of us who's trapped in kids land and it will stay in kids land and she brings so much magic to your adult life the problem is not that she's present or she'll never disappear the problem is she's not put in her right place yeah she's in charge all the time it seems like it feels like she's in charge and it doesn't work either for her you know for that part of you that she's in charge because she's in charge of things that she shouldn't be in charge of you know like adult things that don't work like a marriage for instance exactly and it's it's imagine putting a 6 year old in the accountability of a of a real marriage it doesn't work and it will bring pain to everybody including yourself so it's putting order inside of you and becoming aware of that part of you and use not not use her but work with her play with her love her and ask her only the things she can give and give her what she really needs because she doesn't need to play with a boy she needs attention from me or from the whole world well she needed attention from her mother and her father at the beginning stages of her life and she probably didn't receive it and she's stuck in that and she's stuck in that and that's as easy as that goes and it ripples in every layer of your life no matter how adult and rational and mental and mature you become in in life in career in social engagement so by giving her attention which is not a very i mean it's not a false claim she deserves that attention <laughs> every kid should have that level of attention it's part of how we develop as human beings so we need that so by giving her that attention then you put her to peace you know you feed her you nourish her and when you step into an intimate relationship you decide when will the girl meet the man and how will you introduce the your little girl to the man so that he can give her attention you know and play with her but also address the woman it's like my partner we were having this conversation come back to the end result and after the conversation of course he had an inner boy episode i got a home late at night I worked the whole day. I was pissed off that I had to work. I got tired, so the woman was like 
full of I had it, you know, I kind I had a anger episode. And I of course, because the woman was tired and, you know, hit the limits, she wanted the men to be there for her. And my partner was trapped in an inner boy episode. <laughs> and he wanted to play. No, he wanted to sleep. <laughs> which is the same thing <laughs> he first played <laughs> his video preferred games on uh, on laptop for a while a long while in my opinion <laughs> way too long every time <laughs> and then he went to bed and of course because the woman couldn't be in charge because she was tired and angry validly tired and angry the inner girl creeped in <laughs> you know <laughs> And of course, she wanted him to prove her that he loves her. <laughs> and of course, he didn't have the right words. <laughs> and of course, he didn't have the right attitude. And of course, I could have seen a drama on the horizon. And, you know, you, you can push, but there's nothing that's going to actually happen in that scenario. So my experience of the woman, you know, in relationship was like, okay, so... I'm tired and angry and there's nothing he actually can do. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't tired because of him and I wasn't angry on him. I was just, it was part of my personal day. And uh, my inner girl wants nourishment. I can't give her nourishment. So he's looking at him for nourishment. He's totally lost. <laughs> so the only thing sane to do right now is go to bed. <laughs> and I'll wake up in the morning and see how that goes. But I was aware of her need and I was aware of the imbalance I was experiencing it. So by just bringing observation and breathing and awareness to that, it actually calmed the whole situation down. I went to bed. I had a good sleep. In the morning, <laughs> he wake up before me and he showed up like a man, you know. <laughs> He's like, hello, honey, should I do breakfast before I go? Yeah, sure, no problem. And then he started being intimate and he's like, you know, last night I was a little boy. I was so afraid and I was like in a corner and you were saying something about love. I don't remember. <laughs> Somehow I wasn't present, right? <laughs> yeah, you weren't. <laughs> ah, okay, <laughs> maybe I'll do better today. And if the both partners will really do the work, and meet in the middle, then that's a growing, healthy, happy, you know, dynamic that in time, through practice, through awareness, will bring a different capacity because this distinction between a girl and a woman needs time. It needs your capacity and your constant practice of awareness. The best part or the encouraging part is like you going to sleep, but being aware of the needs of the inner girl. What I realize in time is that for me, what it works, when I see the tantrum coming, I just see it before it happens. I, I take her to the movies and feed her with vanilla ice cream. <laughs> and I swear to God, it's working. I don't know how, but it's working. And it's really easy to do that. I mean, it's you don't need to go to a shrink or do some very deep uh, psychological work. You just eat some vanilla ice cream and... See well, it works like that because you are aware you've done yeah, the of work. Course. Yeah, of course. So I wouldn't. No, no, no. Go I just said you have through. to do the work. <laughs> no, you have to do the work. But yeah. while doing the work, you can do simple things yes. just to take care of her. It's not something necessarily very complicated. No, it's not. And both apply. You have to do the work and do those gestures of nourishment. And only 
you, the observer who becomes a mother for those unclaimed parts of you, can really feed and bring to peace those parts of you. Yes, because if you don't do the work, how I saw it in the beginning was I wasn't aware that I'm doing that for the inner girl. But when I wanted to go to a movie, because my inner girl wanted to go to the movies, and I didn't have a partner for that, or I, all my friends were engaged in various activities, I got so frustrated I was alone. And I did the tantrum because I was alone and I didn't have with whom to go to the movies. But after being in the Observer and seeing that was the need of the inner girl, I relaxed in that and say, okay, I'm just taking my inner girl and go to the movies. So you're not alone, it's you and her. Yeah, exactly. It's a relationship. And this is how you develop a relationship with yourself. And the inner girl, you know, will bring other parts of you that are more mature to the surface. And that's how self-care and nourishment looks like on court, in real life, in simple palpable gestures that you can do for yourself and stop waiting for somebody to come and fill in the gaps. So Juana, we can talk for another few hours about the inner girl, but I want to wrap this podcast up trying to sketch the answer to the question you started with. What do women want? Because being so stuck in the inner girl, we really don't know what we want as women. We only know what the inner girl needs. How can we find out what the woman really wants? By nourishing the inner girl and giving space to the woman to make her claim. I think every woman wants something else. But I think women want achievement. They want fulfillment. They want those results that happen at the end of the work. You know, they want children in their life. They want uh, stable relationships. They want fulfilling orgasms <laughs> they want uh, their true voice being heard they want to break through and innovate and the inner girl is just trapped in Prince Harry <laughs> and wants something uh, on a platter without the work that it implies and I think this is the biggest distinction I think we really have to do the podcast about sexuality because, as you just said, the, the inner fulfilling girl, orgasms uh, kicked yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's true that the inner girl is like keeping us away from a fulfilled sexual relationship. Yeah, it also keeps us away from a fulfilled, intimate, loving relationship. Totally. Because the type of love she can create is a very adolescent, falling in love type of love which creates a playful, sexual, sensual dynamic, but it, it's just the beginning of a relationship. And that's the problem that people hit in relationships. That happens the first one year and a half. It's all a bubble. The hormones are had there to help you. You fall in love. Everything plays out through the hormones. You keep seeing, you know, the shadow. <laughs> bursting in the corner <laughs> but you know the excitement is so high and you you're so on a trip that you just go for it of course because it doesn't happen so often but then when you actually go into the second stage of the relationship intimacy kicks in then the other person becomes boring he has his story again and again <laughs> and the shadows or the things that are incomplete or the things that don't work start to show up Why? Because both partners have relaxed. The inner girl and the inner boy had gone through their whole show. 
and other things kick into play. And when other things kick into play, unless you have a mature or an observer on your side dealing with those accepting the other for what he truly is, not what your fantasy about him is, your projection about him is, then that's the real work of the relationship. And of course, his shadow will trigger your shadow and your shadow will trigger his shadow because we always come together to learn about love and intimacy, not to just have it. So learning <laughs> includes pain and includes the process of growth. So it's like, are we going to go into the second stage of the relationship by accepting the, the shadow and the lack of the other and integrating the whole of him? Or are we going to stay to the surface being happy and wanting and claiming just our fantasy projection about him? And that's, you know, a very, very strong face of the relationship. And if both people go into acceptance, and open up in vulnerability, that's true intimacy, and that's the woman-man dynamic. I still have one million questions, but I think I'm done for today, and I'll save them for the next episodes. Okay. <laughs> so pop up your questions. We're here for you and with you, and uh, hope uh, this was engaging and interesting, and uh, we promise a talk on fulfilling orgasms. <laughs> Stay tuned. Can't wait. <laughs>